The 2018-2019 NHL season has been one of the best seasons that I have ever witnessed in my entire life. From the rise of the St. Louis Blues lifting the Stanley Cup this playoff season to the unbelievable surprises that took place in the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs with Columbus getting their first ever playoff series win and beating the best team in the NHL, the President's Trophy winning Tampa Bay Lightning. We've also seen a lot of downfalls this past year. Of course, the continuing struggling Detroit Red Wings, as well as the Pittsburgh Penguins not making it past the first round and losing to the New York Islanders. But that all ends tonight as the 2019 NHL Draft commences from Vancouver, British Columbia. And this is the NHL Draft Preview right here on the Anchor Network. As we will talk about the upcoming 2019 draft class, where will Jack Hughes go? Where your teams are picked? And where I see the league heading this upcoming season. All this and more on the 2019 NHL Draft Edition, right here on the Anchor Network. And good evening, everybody. This is Andy Elford, the host of the podcast, All Andy Elford, right here on the Anchor Network. And you're listening to a special edition of our program, the 2019 NHL Draft Edition. And it is so glad to be with you. And you can always follow the All Andy Elford Show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Elford. It is at all Andy Elford. And good afternoon and good evening to you wherever you're listening and however you're listening. Thank you for tuning in to the program this afternoon and evening. Lots to get into tonight, of course. We're going to preview the NHL draft. You'll hear my first round picks as well as where I think certain teams are going to be looking to get players and help reboost their organization you'll also hear my take on where I think Jack Hughes and the whole sweepstakes ends this upcoming Friday night in Vancouver as well as going to do a little recap and that's what we're going to start with first we're going to recap the 2018-2019 season and like I said in my opening bit This has been one of the seasons that has been absolutely tremendous to watch. As a hockey fan, I have been watching hockey for the last, I don't know, 27 years. Ever since I was four years old, I remember watching Hockey Night in Canada with my parents and watching uh, Don Cherry in the coach's corner, Ron McLean, getting the chance to watch the 94 Cup, you know, I don't remember that much, but 95 is when I really started getting into the sport of ice hockey, and I enjoyed watching the 95 run with the with the New Jersey Devils beating the Detroit Red Wings. Me, a Red Wing fan, when growing up as a kid, uh, really, you know, I really embraced the Red Wings in 97 and 98. 99 comes along, still a Red Wing fan. I started to get into liking the. Ohio State Buckeyes in 2000 and 2001 and I noticed that there was a certain team out of the out of that city 
that was into the NHL for the first time ever, and that was the Columbus Blue Jackets. And ever since then, since 2000, since the team has been in existence, I've been a fan of the of the Union Blue, and I bleed it blue and true every single day of my entire life. And I love the Blue Jackets. The Jackets are the team I cover mostly here on the podcast. But we talk about a range of the NHLs, different NHL teams as well on this program. So going back to the 2018-2019 season, we've seen a lot of positives out of this league. We see a new team that's going to be coming into the league next season, not this upcoming season, but next season in Seattle. We've seen a lot of moves and makers happening at the trade deadline that has shaken up a lot of teams, including the Columbus Blue Jackets. And we'll talk about that. But the 2018-2019 season was one of the best seasons in the league's existence. Ratings were up in the NHL, according to Rogers Sports. Rogers out out of Canada. The NHL Network and the NHL TV ratings were up. 22% 22% this up this past season. That is a tremendous upswing. Uh, viewership in the United States was down by 2%. So, you know, the you know NHL is battling with the NBA. You have college football, NFL at the same time too. And I can see that being a hit. hit. But the NHL playoffs really ramped up the coverage for this for the league. And I'll tell you why. So many interesting teams and interesting players made the cases for the, for the league. You had the the best team in the league being the Tampa Bay Lightning, getting the President's Trophy, getting 62 wins on the season. Absolutely fantastic to see. However, did not end up the way that they all Tampa Bay fans were hoping in a four-game sweep of the Columbus Blue Jackets. You also had the Pittsburgh Penguins struggling as they were this past season, not getting at one time being close to the bottom of the league in December, making a resurgence, powering itself back up to the number two to the number two seed in the division to take on the take on the uh, the New York Islanders and then lose in four straight to the New York Islanders. Pittsburgh needed a little bit of a rebuild. And after all, they have been playing in the postseason for the last five, six years. You had the defending Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals getting through the first round pretty pretty hard as they lose to Carolina in the first round of the playoffs. So all the wild card teams, Columbus, Colorado, we haven't even dove into the Western Conference yet, Colorado and Carolina making it past the first round. Nine times out of ten, wildcard teams don't make it past the first round of the playoffs. They usually get bumped in the first round by the better two teams. But this year, seeing two wildcard teams in the Eastern Conference making it to the next round was absolutely tremendous. And now in the Western Conference, you had Colorado making it to the next round of the playoffs. Another wildcard team, as well as the Dallas Stars, who made it all the way to the conference semifinals. Colorado was eliminated in the conference sem- in the conference semifinals as well, but Dallas giving it a good run and almost almost beating the St. Louis Blues, who were the ultimate Stanley Cup champions this past season. But you know, a lot of people were not thinking that the Boston Bruins were going to be the team out of the Eastern Conference to represent the league this year, including yours truly. I thought it would be the Toronto Maple Leafs. And speaking of the Leafs, 
the Leafs have been one of those teams that has been consistently in the playoffs, but they've always cannot and will not make it out of the first round. Every year has been against Boston. Boston has knocked them out of the out of the first round the last two seasons, and the last few years. I think it's going to change as as we get closer and closer as you know this the maturity of Austin Matthews and Mitch Martyr and Jonathan Tavares finally get a full season underneath their belt and get a blend together. You get these guys together and blend them together. There's a chance that this team might actually that team might actually make a surprising run. Looking at the state of hockey in Canada, by the way, the Leafs being one good team, there's three other teams in the Eastern Conference that have just been absolutely atrocious. The Ottawa Senators are a joke. And to imagine, a few years ago, they were one win away from making it to the Stanley Cup Final, and they lose to Pittsburgh. This team has been in a peril ever since Matt Duchesne left. There's been no consistency in ownership as well, too. And then you also have the Montreal Canadiens who have been mediocre, in my opinion, the last few years in this league, in this season. They can't seem to get the right pieces at the right time. And they rely heavily on Carey Price. Carey Price is a great player. He's a great goaltender. And the Canadians need more leadership on, on the point besides Shea Weber. They really do. Paxaretti is going to be a very good, will help them, is helping them out. But they need health. They need experience on the point. And I'm hoping that July 1 comes along and that will help them out in the state of hockey in the Eastern Conference for the NHL. Now in the West, you have some teams that, you know, are doing tremendously well. The Winnipeg Jets, absolutely a fantastic job. But being knocked out in the first round by the Stanley Cup, now Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues, they need to go back to the drawing board and see what they need to do and what pieces they need to get this upcoming season. And then you, of course, have the four, three other Western Conference teams. Calgary, a fantastic story this year. Absolutely fantastic to see them becoming a surgent power in the Western Conference and seeing that Canada's other three teams in that area are thriving very well. Vancouver, on the other hand, headed down to the dumps. And with, with Connor McDavid leading the Edmonton Oilers. Hopefully, hopefully, Oiler Nation can get some success in the upcoming years. But of course, like I said, it all relies on what happens. And it, it, it all starts tonight, tomorrow night, Friday night, as we're doing the podcast on Thursday. It all starts Friday night in Vancouver for the 2019 NHL Draft. As of course, the NHL draft taking place in Vancouver, British Columbia, Columbia at the Rogers Place, where the Vancouver Canucks play. Um, the NHL draft consists of seven rounds of 31 picks. From start to finish, a total of 217 players will be drafted in this year's class. And the draft order for the NHL draft is determined by the lottery, of course. And we talked, we'll talk. we talk a little bit about the lottery here in just a second. But picks 1 through 15 are through the, through the lottery drawing. 16 through 27 are determined by the playoff teams that are eliminated in the first two rounds and their points totals. The 28th and 29th pick go to the conference final losers. And the final two picks go to the Stanley Cup champion and the Stanley Cup runner-up. So looking at the top 15, I mean the 16 
through 31. This is what it looks like. St. Louis would have the 31st pick. However, in a trade, they traded away their pick to the Buffalo Sabres. The 30th pick goes to the Boston Bruins. San Jose, the conference loser in the Western Conference, would have the 29th overall pick. However, in a trade, they traded their pick to the Anaheim Ducks. The Carolina Hurricanes are 28th overall. 27th is the Tampa Bay Lightning. 26th is the Calgary Flames. 25th overall will be the Washington Capitals. 24th is the Nashville Predators. The Islanders are 23rd overall. The Toronto Maple Leafs would have the 22nd pick overall, but a trade that happened earlier in the season, the LA Kings will have that 22nd pick overall. The 21st pick overall is the Pittsburgh Penguins. The 20th pick is the Winnipeg Jets. Columbus would have the 19th pick overall. However, with the trade for Matt Duchesne and Ryan Dezingle, the Jackets trade away their first round pick to the Ottawa Senators. Dallas gets the 18th pick overall. Vegas, the 17th pick. And the Colorado Avalanche gets the 15th pick. So now here is the lottery pickings, of course, if you haven't been following the NHL uh, draft order. 15th overall goes to the Montreal Canadiens. 14th goes to the Arizona Coyotes. The 13th pick overall will go to the Florida Panthers. 12th overall will go to the Minnesota Wild. The 11th pick overall will go to the Philadelphia Flyers. Vancouver Canucks, the hometown team, will get the 10th pick overall in this year's 2019 draft. The ninth overall pick will go to the Anaheim Ducks. Eighth overall is the Edmonton Oilers. The Buffalo Sabres will get the seventh pick overall. The Detroit Red Wings will get a top ten pick at number six. L.A. Is, will be the fifth pick overall. Colorado, from the trade from Matt Duchesne to Ottawa, Colorado gets the pick from the Ottawa Senators at fourth overall. The third pick overall goes to the Chicago Blackhawks. And that's a surprise for me, the Hawks getting the third overall pick after the, the amount of talent that they have on their team and how bad they were this past season. To see them getting the third overall pick was a really, really shocker for me. The, the New York Rangers get the number two overall pick. And the Rangers are in a rebuild mode. This is a perfect time for them to get the number two overall pick. And the number one overall pick this year goes to the New Jersey Devils. So you have both the Devils and the Rangers getting a one-two pick. Getting in that market that is like absolutely tremendous in hockey coverage is one thing, to say the least. The other thing is that you're playing in two markets that are, well, New York especially, you're playing in a on a hostile market. So you're expected to perform at top tier all the time. Same way with Chicago at three. I mean Chicago's Chicago loves the Cubs and the White Sox and they love their Hawks. Come together as one city for the Chicago Blackhawks. They split each other at baseball, but they come together for football and especially for the Blackhawks. So We'll see what happens with the first round overall picks. The first round pick goes first round pick, like I said, goes in the New Jersey Devils. And let's talk a little bit about some of the players in this year's NHL draft. So let's talk a little about some of the players that are gonna be thrown out, of course. The one big player that will be passed around a lot in the NHL draft this upcoming season is gonna be Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, a developmental player from the U.S. national team that is absolutely tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. He is one of the top-tier players out there. He is a 
he can, he can, he is, in my opinion, he is going to be like a Martin St. Louis. A straight player, clean, he'll put the puck in the back of the net so many times. And I'm, I am so looking forward to it. I'm so looking forward to seeing him. In wherever he gets drafted. Hughes, a fantastic player in his own right. The NHL's I think could be the next NH face of the NHL. I really think he can. He could be the next Connor McDavid that could be the face of the NHL. Whether it be putting the pucks in the back of the net or being the face face of a franchise. He really could. He probably will be the face of the franchise. And for me, Jack Hughes is tremendous. In the World Juniors this past season, he played seven games. He had nine goals, 11 assists, 20 points. He was a plus 10, folks. He's a plus 10. Hughes, 5'10", 171 pounds. He averages about 21 minutes of ice time in 50 games for the for the in the developmental program he had he set records for 154 assists 228 points in 110 games this past two seasons in the NTDP in the developmental league for the national developmental team he had 34 goals and 78 assists by far by far and Jack Hughes he is like a St. Louis, but he, I can also see him being a, 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 a Steve Eichmann type. I really could. I really could. And he's, he's one of the best. He is one of the best. He has a great high IQ on the ice. He's also a dynamic player as well. I mean, he is the whole Kit Caputo when it comes to the best hockey player. And he can set a franchise up to being... A top-tier franchise. Really can be. Absolutely can. Now, you all think, you're all thinking, well, if he's so great, then somebody's going to have to pick him first. He'll probably be the first overall pick. That's true. He probably will be the first overall pick. So who's going to be second for the Rangers to pick up? Well, it's Capo Kanko out of the Finnish national team. He is a star as well, too, in his own right. Capo, of course, six foot two, 194 pounds, number one in the NHL scouting and international skaters. He averages 18 minutes and 11 seconds of ice time in 45 games with the, with the TPS. He scored 38, scoring 38 points, and he led his team, the Finnish national team, with 22 goals, despite being the youngest player on the roster. Yes, he is the youngest player on the roster, folks. His 22 goals set a record for the first time draft-eligible player in Lewinga, Finland. He really is. Capo is one of the players to watch out for. He really is. And, I mean, being in the discussion with Jack Hughes is saying something. Being in the discussion 
says a lot. And this kid is going to be fantastic. Talking a little bit more about some of the other players, of course, you have Alex Torkoff from the U.S. national team. He is he is a great player. There's more upside to him, but he looks like he's going to either be a player for the University of Wisconsin. Of course, you also have Kirby Daklish from Saskatoon in the WHL. He could be a very good player as well, too. You have Dylan Cousins, a, a lift bridge as well. And you also have, of course, some of the other players to make note as well, too. Colton Caulfield, he was a right winger. He's the true X factor in this draft. He's officially five foot seven, And, um, you know, he is at University of Wisconsin, another Wisconsin grad. He is a goal scorer, and he can he can put the puck in the back of the net. Some names to watch out for in this draft, of course, I wanted to make mention of this. Uh, Bobby Brink from Sioux City in the USHL. Of course, you also have Thomas Hurley from Mississauga, Ontario. You also have Alex Newhook from Victoria, from Victoria, the BCHL. The, BC, the British Columbia Hockey League is a very, very talented group of players. And they're also a good team to watch as well. You also have Nolan Foote, Adam Foote's son. That's not son, excuse me. Cousin that is going to be in this NHL draft as well. You also have Shane Pinto from Lincoln from the USHL. Uh, Not that many uh, players that are from the college age, uh, college rankings. Uh, you also have a couple high school kids going into this. Jane Strubler, he's a defenseman out of St. Sebastian, Massachusetts High School. You also have John Fertali, he's a center from Dexter High School in Massachusetts as well, too. You also have Jacob Lacombe, he's a defenseman from Sackatuck uh, St. Mary's Preparatory Academy. You also have Michael Kozer, a defenseman from Chassa, Minnesota High School. Um, and a lot of these kids are like young kids. They're 18, 20, they're, they're between 17 to 20 and they're in the developmental leagues. They get drafted. Of course, the OHL, uh, Ian Keppinen from Flint. I look, I, I hope he goes either. He, I'm looking towards him going towards the second, maybe even the third round possibly in this draft. I know I'm looking for some of the younger, uh, some of the local kids, and I know Flint's a little further away, but you look at it, you know Sioux, uh, Sioux City. Uh, Jack Malone, a centerman out of uh, Youngstown in the USHL, but the Phantoms, very good player. I see him, see a lot of things happening with him this upcoming season. Uh, in Tri City, you have Ronnie Gacard from the USHL, very good player. Um, like I said, looking at some college, uh, some more colleges and more high schools, of course. You also have Mark DiBlasio, a defenseman out of UMass, out of Hockey East. He's in. He's a 101st, in my opinion, to pick to pick up. And then you have a few other players, of course, looking at some Cade Weber from North uh, New Hampshire High School, as well as uh, Ben Brinkman from the University of Minnesota in the Big Ten. He's up there in the 120 class. So, looking at all these players. You're saying to yourself, I'm saying to myself, Andy, who do you think, who do you think could be top tier? Well, of course, I think, 
I want to tell you this. The kids that are going to get drafted after the first round, after the top 10, are going to be either in AHL, college, or they're going to be playing in their, their leagues that they're in now. They might go to the OHL. They might go to the AHL. I mean, they might go to the USHL. They might continue what they're doing. Usually, NHL draft picks are hard to come by. Are really hard to come by. Because we don't know how they're going to perform. And we don't know what their style is going to be until they get into the league. But the consistency is going to be there. For the top 10, at least. I think top from Vancouver at 10 all the way to the number one pick is New Jersey. I see these guys being in the almost in the lineup almost every day, even if they might make a start in the AHL. I know I know the top three might start right away in the NHL and then drop them back in the AHL so they can learn a little bit more of the developmental side of of the of the game. But with that in mind, we're going to look at the first round only in the NHL draft. We'll talk about the second. We're at, you can go onto our Twitter account, which is at all Andy Alford, to look at what I think about the second and third round possible possibilities going forward. But the first round is what is the TV side of things, of course. And uh, it's a two-day draft, of course. They'll have day two happening in Vancouver on Saturday. And that's on the NHL Network. Fortunately, I have a wedding to go to, so I can't really take a take a look at everything. But looking at some of the picks in the sec- later rounds, here it is. Day two will open with the Ottawa Senators at 32nd. Looking at it, Detroit has one, let's see here, one, two, two, three. Three picks in the second round. In the third round... They have one, two, two picks in the second round, two picks in the fourth round. Looking at some of the local teams, by the way, looking at some of the local teams. In the fifth round, they have two, two picks. Round six, they have no picks in the sixth round. Seventh round, the last round, they have one, two picks in the seventh round. So they have a good chance of getting a lot of legitimate players. For the Jackets, the Jackets won't be making any picks in the first round because of the Matt Duchesne and Ryan Dezingle pickup. The second round, the Jackets will not pick because of the trade from Montreal. That was that three-team trade. Columbus does not pick in the second round. We have to go to the third round, Jacket fans. At the 81st pick on Saturday will be our first pick of the 2019 NHL draft. So there's one pick in the third round. Then we have, but it could all change by by trades, of course. And I'll dive into that in just a second. Fourth round sees Columbus trading their pick at 112 to the New York Rangers, of course. The Rangers getting that getting that pick. So the Jackets don't pick in the fourth round. The fifth round, however, Columbus 
does pick. They pick at number... Well, actually, they don't pick in the fifth round. Jackets don't pick in the fifth round. They will get passed in the fifth round. The sixth round, the Columbus Blue Jackets will not pick again. Do you see a trend I'm, I'm about ready to tell you right here, folks? Seventh round. The last round. Columbus picks at 112, at 212. 212th pick. That's right, folks. Jacket fans. Columbus only gets two draft picks this year because of the NH, because of the trades that they made during the trade deadline to receive Matt Duchesne and Ryan Dezingle, and as well as making the other moves earlier in the season. So the Jackets moving pieces around, and it's going to cost them in this draft. And but Yarmo does know what's happening. With, at the farm and what's happening to the younger talent. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, besides, and, and another team I'll go over will be the Chicago Blackhawks. At three, they'll pick, of course, in the first round, like I mentioned before. In round two, Chicago will also pick at 43. They will also pick at, they're just at 43 in the second round. At In the third round, they will also pick they were scheduled to pick at 74, but they traded that pick to the Arizona Coyotes. They will pick, though, again at the fourth round at the number number 23rd from the Boston Bruins. So 123, they'll pick again. One At round five, they pick again. That's going to be at number... Uh, they won't pick in the fifth round, excuse me. Number six. Sixth round, they'll pick at 167. They will also pick again by the end of the day in round seven at number 194 from the trade from Anaheim. They will also trade. They will also. That will be their last pickup of the draft. So they have a total. Besides the top pick at number three, they've got other picks as well, too. Like I, like I mentioned before, the Leafs. Are in a different boat. They traded their pick at 22 away. They will not pick their first draft pick until 53rd in the second round. In round three, they'll pick again at number 84. The fourth round, they'll pick uh, pick again at number 115. They won't pick again until the fifth round at number Let's see here at number. Oh, they'll pick again at, at in the fourth round. Excuse me, at one at one hundred and twenty fourth. That was the trade that they had at St. Louis. Uh, again, they'll pick again on round five at one forty six. In round six, they'll pick again at at. They were scheduled at one seventy seven, but the Buffalo Sabers and them made a trade, so the Sabers get the seventh round. The Sixth round pick for them in round seven. They pick again at number 208. So the Leafs getting those picks there. I'll, I'll post a list of all where your teams are drafting, of course, you know, because we have a, f- a flavor of teams that 
everybody likes to talk about. And we'll talk about those teams. You, you can see a little bit more in the draft listing. And to follow your teams on Twitter because they'll make those postings and the announcements. But like I said, Columbus only gets two draft picks this year. Chicago gets Chicago gets four draft picks. Detroit gets five. Toronto gets three. So do with it as you please. As you're listening to the special edition of All in the Offer, the NHL 2019 Draft Edition, right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on the Apple and iTunes, whether it be on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podca- Pocket Cast, and Spotify. However you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning in to the program. And now, let's dive into it. You will hear my first round selections and who I think will go first overall in this year's 2019 NHL Draft. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I've been working on this a little bit for the last week or so. And my selections for who I think will go number one and number two overall for the NHL draft, of course. But we're going to recap the first round and who I think is going to go number one overall too. But we'll start from the bottom, which is the 31st pick. The 31st pick this year goes to the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo getting the toothpicks in the first round. I think it is going to be uh, Tobias Barkoff. He is ranked in the NHL's 120th pick. He is marked at, right here, he is marked 32nd overall. He's a defenseman out of Dirk Gargan, Sweden. Great, great defenseman. I could see him being more of a Nicholas Lidstrom player. Very strong on the defensive point. He can also move the body around as well and give give Buffalo a chance to make some moves. At 30, which is the runner-up to the Stanley Cup champion, the Boston Bruins, I see Liam Thompson, Thompson, Lassie Thompson, L-A-S-S-I, T-O-M-T-O-T-H-O-M-S-O-N, Lassie Thompson going overall, 29th and 30th overall to the Boston Bruins. In my rankings, uh, Thompson is, you know, he's pretty up there. He's pretty up there. I, I I thought he would be going down. He moved up a lot in my draft board when I looked it up. He's a defenseman out of the WHL in Kenoa. He's a defenseman. Great defenseman. I think he could be very, very, very good for the Boston Bruins. And like I said, a lot of these guys are going to be playing down in Providence as well as in... In um, in the developmental leagues, more and more as we go on through this through the season. Twenty ninth overall, I have Brent Leeson, who's going to get drafted by the Anaheim Ducks. It's pretty consistent with that. I think he'll be a very very good piece. I did have him at one time going at at uh, further up in the draft board, but I think you know his play as of of late. Really, had, really struggled, and I think it is a strong possibility that he can do some things for the for the Anaheim Ducks. Twenty ninth over, excuse me, twenty uh, eighth overall. 
Those the pick goes to the Carolina Hurricanes. I think it'll be Jacob Jacob Patier. Patier, of course, a strong player. Patier, a strong player. He was in my draft board. I had him at as I'm looking right here at my board right now. I'm looking straight at it. Patier was up there, pretty up there, of course. He was. I had him 26 overall. He's in the Quebec Major Junior League out of the Marconi. He's a centerman. I think he'll be a good centerpiece for the Carolina Hurricanes. 26, 27th overall, I have, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, I have Vladdy Hirona, 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 H-E-I-N-O-L-A, Vladdy, or Vili, Hirona, 27th overall. Lenoa, a very good player. Strong on the point. Very, very good. The kid's gonna kid's gonna be pretty pretty good. He's out of he's out of the defense he's a defenseman out of out of Lenko in the Finnish league. Same same markup as Capo Capo. So we'll see what happens. Twenty sixth overall goes to the to the uh to the uh, the Calgary Flames, I think it's going to be Connor McMichael, and he's going to be a very good player. McMichael, a centerman out of the OHL in the London Knights. London always providing great players. They've had Rick Nash in the past. They've had Vander Kane, uh, not Vander Kane, Patrick Kane as well too. This kid's going to be a star for for Calgary and help out Johnny Gaudreau as well. 25th overall goes to the to the Washington Capitals. I have Igor Avlakinski. Igor, a solid player. Igor is pretty up there on my list, actually. Igor... Actually, he fell actually on my list. I wrote my list up here on my computer, so I do apologize for taking some time just pulling up some of the names on my list here, as well as I have it on a piece of paper. So Igor out of out of Muskegon out of the USHL, a very young player this this upcoming season. He had a fantastic year with the Muskegon, having 16 goals and 32 assists. He's going to be a very good piece for the for the Washington Capitals. Bobby Brink. I think this kid is a very, very interesting kid to watch this upcoming season. Bobby, a very good player. A very, very good player. And I see him going I see him going 24th to the Nashville Predators. I had him flipped around at between 22 and 23. I think he is a very good player. He could be good for L.A. in their outright. But Bobby Brink, a solid player out of out of the USHL in Sioux City, a good centerman, help them will help them out and help their case if he either goes to the goes to the Nashville Predators at twenty four overall. Twenty third overall, I have Philip Tarsmato. Tarsmato, the 23rd pick overall, going to the New York Islanders. 
on the island. I think he'll be a he'll be a part of that great Islander team this upcoming maybe this upcoming year later on down the road. But Tommaso, for him, looking at it here, Tommaso, yes, I had him at number. Philip Tommaso, where is Philip Tommaso? He's a centerman out of Niagara in the OHL. A great two-way player. He can also he can be a centerman and he also could be a winger. Looking forward to seeing what he does this upcoming year. At twenty-second, I have the I have the the LA Kings, and this was a surprise for me. I have, um, of course, I have L. Arthur Kovnev. He is a right winger out of the OHL in the Hamilton Bulldogs. A great player that will help this te- help his team out and help the Kings get back into the promised land in future endeavors. So we'll see what happens with that. 21st overall, I have Morty Seidler. Seidler, a player out of the defenseman out of Germany in Menhem, Germany. He'll help out on the defensive core with Phil Kessel later on in Kessel's career. I think that will be very, very helpful with him. For, uh, excuse me, I, at 20th overall, I have Victor Stolnum. Stolnum, a defenseman out of the Swedish League in Brahmas. Great two-way player. Helps out at the point as well as he can block the, the block the goaltender at the front of the net. A big body at six foot one, helping his cause out. Helping his cause out for that. At 19, at, for the Ottawa Senators, one of the draft pick for the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round. I have 19th overall, I have Ryan Suzuki. Yes, Ryan Suzuki. He is a centerman out of the Barney, out of Barney in the OHL. Great player. Looking forward to seeing what he does this upcoming year, of course. At 18 overall, I have, of course, the once powerful, once powerful, Raphael Lavon at 16, at, excuse me, not at 16, but at 18 to the Dallas Stars. He was at one point up there in the top 10. He fell off because of an injury. I think he will be very, very good. Uh, Raphael Lavon. Yeah, he's a right winger out of Halifax in the Quebec Major Junior Leagues. I think he'll be making some moves at 18. 17 is Thomas Hurley. Like I said, Hurley, a great player for Mississauga, a defenseman. I think he will go 17th overall. At 16th, for and 17th was for the Vegas Golden Knights. 16th overall, I have Cameron York out of the... Cameron York for the Colorado Avalanche. I know Lucas will be liking this one. He's a developmental player of the USHL, National Developmental Traveling Developmental Program. A great defenseman helps helps his players out not on the on and off the ice. Whether it comes whether it comes to setting up the pass setting up the pass play at the point or helping his goaltender out by by staying back with the play, York. A great player. I have him at 16. 15 sees, a, sees an interesting turn for me. I have, of course, I have uh, Ilya Novakov, 
a centerman out of Loco in the rush in Russia, a great player. He can help help out the help out the Montreal Canadiens. I think he'll be a very very strong player at 15, and that's going to be one of the big jumps in this year's draft. Because he was down in my boards down in the 40th, and between the 40, between 40 and 45, he gets picked up right there. I think he'll be good at 15. 14th sees the the Phoenix Coyotes. I have Alex Newhook on the on the docket there. Newhook, a good player out of Victoria, the British, uh, the BCHL. A good solid player. That's all I have on my computer screen. <laughs> it's hard to watch a lot of the a lot of these guys. I just read some of the trade reports. I look at some of the highlights of the the kids, and they looks pretty good. Thirteenth overall, I, it's more consistent. It looks like it's going to be Spencer Wright. He's a goaltender out of the developmental league. A great player for the USHL and the United States developmental team. He helped all his team out in World Juniors as well too, getting the getting two big wins. I think Spencer Wright helping out the Florida Panthers later on in life in this in his career will be very, very interesting. 12C is an interesting development for me. I think it is going to be Kirby Datch at, at, at 12. I think Kirby Datch is a very gritty, gritty player. And... Kirby to me is a big mover. A big mover. Kirby was one of those that was towards the bottom of my list, but how everything went down and and how everything has moved around a little bit and how the faces of teams have changed a bit. I could see him being up there. If I could get his stats here, rolling it up here, he would—he is a big jump in my opinion. Another big jump for 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 this year's NHL draft. Let's see here, Kirby Dad. Ah, here it is. He's a sentiment out of Saskatoon. He is a. Uh, has the same plumber to his fellow Dab Star cousins. Uh, he'll be a true number one center for the Minnesota. For excuse me, for the um, for the Minnesota Wild. I think he'll be a very key piece to them. Yeah, he was. He's up there in the top list. He fell, got back up, and now he fell again in my draft board. So Kirby at twelve, eleven sees Peyton Curbs. Peyton, a very good player. Peyton, a strong player as well, too. Peyton Curbs here. Where's this piece of paper here? Peyton Curbs. Peyton Curbs. Peyton Curbs. Peyton Curbs. Just had him on my board here. Peyton Curbs. Peyton Curbs. Peyton Curbs, a centerman out of Cooley. Yes, and I, I, I thought that was that team name, the city name was cool. Of uh, the WHL, strong centerman. He can also play right wing and left wing at the same time. So he's a multi-talented player who can 
who could put the puck in the back of the net and also set up his teammates to put to set up a play to put the puck and great on the power play as well. So I have, of course, Peyton Kurtz 11 with the Philadelphia Flyers. So now that gets us up into the top 10 picks of this year's NHL draft. So now let's get into the top 10 picks for this year's 2019 NHL draft happening in Vancouver, British Columbia. And the top 10 looks like this. 10 is at Vancouver. 9 is at Anaheim. 8 is Edmonton. 7 is is uh, Buffalo. 6 is the Detroit Red Wings. 5 is the LA Kings. Colorado is the 4th pick overall from the Ottawa Senators. The 3rd pick overall is the Chicago Blackhawks. 2 goes to the New York Rangers. And the number 1 overall pick this season is the is the New Jersey Devils. So we'll start from 10 and go up from there. At 10, I have, of course, number 10 overall, I have Matthew Boldly. Boldly. Matthew, a good player. A left winger out of the USHL and the USA developmental team. Great left winger. He can also play, he can also set up plays on the right wing side as well. He will be a great piece for the Vancouver Canucks. I have Vancouver taking Matthew Boley at number 10. Number 9 sees Philip Broberg. Broberg getting a pickup. He was, for me, at number 11. He moves up in my draft board to number 9. Philip, a great player out of, out of Ankar, Sweden. He is a great defenseman. If you need a defenseman, he is very, you would probably take, you would probably take Victor Stroman, but Brongberg has the same size as Victor Stroman. Stroman, of course, being back towards the back, I had him going towards towards uh, the Winnipeg Jets in the in in the first round of the draft. I think um, he will be an interesting piece to see how things will go around. But of course, like I said, I have I have Philip Brogberg at number nine for the Anaheim Ducks. So help out the defenseman core for the Anaheim Ducks. At number eight, I have of course Valeski Polinski. Polinski out of the SK nineteen forty eight out of the Russian team. Yes. He is a Russian, my friends. He's powerful. He's very, very good. He helped his team. He helped his t- World Junior co. He helped to earn the trust of his coach, Vladdy Bergam, in Vancouver in the World Juniors, and he is. He's he's going to be a fan favorite for a. He was a fan fa- going to be a fan favorite for. The. For the Edmonton Oilers at number eight. I think he can help out a little bit. Like I say, he's a right winger. He can help out Connor McDavid at the same time on, on, on the offensive front. So we'll see what happens with that. Seven goes to it's a pretty it's it, pretty clear cut for me. It's gonna be Colton Caulfield. He was talking to a lot of the Buffalo Sabres thing. He is the true X factor in this draft. Caulfield originally, like I said, five foot seven. A lot of people have him at seven. I don't. 
I don't have them at seven. I don't have him at seven. You know where I have him? I have him at I have him at five. Yes, I have him at five. You know who I have at seven? I have Bowden Braham. Bowden Braham, defenseman out of the out of the WHL. Buffalo needs defensemen to help out Jack Eichel. They do. They really do. And Bowen will help him out. But he I could see him moving up. He's a giant of a blue liner player. He had an incredible run leading the WHL in scoring. He's very, very he's very, very I mean uh he's very, very intimate with the puck. He can set the puck in a right the right place at the right time. I think that he can be a key piece. For the Buffalo Sabres. At six is the Detroit Red Wings. I think Trevor Zegos is going to be the pickup for them. Trevor, a, a, a centerman out of the US, uh, the Developmental League, the USHL. He's very, very talented. Talented. He's also a great playmaker when it comes to that. And he he is he is bound he is bound for for BU. But so he and he can make an impact in the he made an impact in the American World Juniors. As of will be as of next season, but I think this kid's going to be a very very good pickup for the Red Wings. I think Steve Eisman's got a good head on his shoulders to pick this kid up. I think that'll be a great pickup for them. I think Traver is a great pick at five. Like I mentioned before, I think Cole Caulfield is the pickup for them. There, I think that'll be. A, excuse me. Yeah, I think Cole Caulfield will be a great pickup there. But then let's get to four. Four, I have Dylan Cousin, a centerman out of Lethbridge at the WHL. He's a big, big kid. He's very, very talented when it comes to being the being the possible number one centerman for the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado, I think, will have a great pickup for him. And... He's also he's got he does have some work to do, but like um like Bowen Brittam, uh, uh, Cousins was also a critical member of the Hurricanes, Lethbridge Hurricanes this year, and will take on a bigger role next season with that same team. So let's get to the final three picks, and it is pretty consistent to me as well too. The number three pick overall will go to the. Chicago Blackhawks, and I think it is going to be Alex Torkin of the USHL. He's going to be the most be the most prolific player, I think, for the for the Blackhawks. A USA kid. He is intense. He's an intense player. He's an awesome top end talent. He also has. He is also great on the ice. However, he had a mono. He he had a hip injury and mono this last season. But he was still great after all of that. He is uh, headed to the University of Wisconsin, and he's going to be a great player for the Blackhawks later on down the season. We'll see what happens with that. I think the Hawks will take him at three. The number of two pick overall, in my opinion, it's between Jack Hughes and Capo Caco. And Caco's going to the Rangers. Kako is a winner. 
took home gold at the World Juniors. I think Kako is a very good player. He's big, he's talented, he's smart, and Ranger fans are going to really love him. I know Jeremy Luce is going to really love him on the defensive core, and the Rangers need some help on the defensive core as well, too. So the number one overall pick is going to go to Jack Hughes, and that's going to go to the New Jersey Devils. The Devils needed a player like this. Taylor Hall needs an assistant players for this. And I think Jack Hughes is a great player to plug in right away for this team. I think Hughes and Kako are going to be two players that you're going to see right away in, in the league right off the bat. So the Devils getting Jack Hughes. So that's the NHL 2019 prediction for the first round of the draft. Of course, second round, I can't really, I you know, I can look and tell you how many good other picks are going to be out there for the first, second, and third round, but it can all change. That's why we lo- that's why I love watching the draft because kids get moved around, players get moved around, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm looking forward to this. And for me, the 2019-20 draft kicks off the 2019-20 season, in my opinion. These kids play so hard and so tough every year. I think this is going to be an interesting season. Will Jack Hughes be the promising hope from the New Jersey Devils? Will Cabo Caco be there? be there as well too and will all these picks that I made tonight be future stars and future members of the the elite of the NHL we shall see but that's going to wrap it up for tonight's edition uh, special edition of the NHL draft uh, you can watch the NHL draft the 2019 NHL draft on NBCSN starting at eight uh, starting at seven o'clock eastern time on NBCSN or on Sportsnet as well and all day coverage of rounds two through seven will be on saturday starting at 10 a.m on the nhl network so that's going to wrap it up for this 2019 2020 nhl edition follow the show follow my show all andy alford on twitter it is at all andy alford it is at all andy alford so thank you for tuning into the program tonight i can't wait to get this 2019-2020 season going of course, stay with all Andy Alford for the updated updates around the NHL. Of course, July 1 coming around the corner, the free agency. Eric Carlson signing the big deal with the, the with the San Jose Sharks. Eight years, $88 million. Where will Matthew Shane, Artemi Panarin, and Sergei Bobrovsky show up for this upcoming season for the Blue Jack, from the Blue Jackets? Where will they go? Where will all your favorite players go in free agency? Stay tuned to all Andy Alford for more information on that. As well, by following the show on Twitter, it is at AllingAndyAlford. So again, this has been Andy Alford saying, I hope you enjoyed. To, I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Remember to pass the podcast along, and as always, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice, and to your team that you root for at home, and to my teams as well. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great night, everybody, and a great, great, enjoy the, enjoy the rest of the NHL draft. And I'll talk to you again very soon on All Andy Alford. Love you guys. Talk to you then.